Good morning, and welcome to According to the Scriptures. My name is Kyle Webb, and I serve as the minister for the Mars Hill Church of Christ that meets in Christiana, Tennessee. And I'm glad that you joined our program for today. Today we continue our series on why I'm a member of the Church of Christ. And we're going to be continuing our lesson from last week, which was on It is Scriptural in name. We understand that the church is scriptural in name, and so uh, we we want to be a part of that church for that reason. Before we get into our lesson for this morning, let's bow as we always do in a word of prayer. Our holy and righteous Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the many blessings that you've given to us, and we thank you for this day. We thank you for this ability that we have to study your word together. We pray that you would bless our studies and help us to have a good understanding of your word so that we might use it to be better Christians and help us to be able to guide others to you as well. We pray, Father, that you would bless us as Christians, that you would bless your church the world over and the the efforts of of many congregations. We pray that you would be with each of them, be with their leaders, and may they guide your people in the right way. We are thankful for your son, for his sacrifice for our sins, for all that he means to us. And it is through Jesus that we humbly pray to you. Amen. As we begin our lesson for today, we looked at last week how the church is scriptural in name. We began with uh, the importance of a name. We see the importance of names in Scripture and certain names such as Abram to Abraham, Sarah Sarai to Sarah. Uh, I think of Saul to Paul. We see different names that were changed for very good reason because the people that were in possession of these names were different people. And we also talked about uh, the use of names even today. There are certain names that, for the most part, parents do not name their children. And again, for very good reason. Jezebel, Judas, Benedict, even Fido. We look at that name as, as a name belonging to animals, dogs in particular, And most parents would not name their children such a name. Names are very important. And as we even look at the church, we understand that the name is important. The name that we use to identify the church needs to be a scriptural name. It does not need to be a name that is made up by man. And as we look at denominations in particular, most all denominations use man-made names. But we look at the importance of the church. I want to be a member of the Church of Christ for one very good reason, and that is that it is scriptural in name. Other reasons, too, but this is a very good reason for us to be members of this church. The, the name that we wear, the name that we see 
on our church signs and in our bulletins to identify a congregation, ours in particular, the Mars Hill Church of Christ. We are the church that meets in um, sort of a, a Rucker community, uh, but Mars Hill is a name that goes back uh, a good ways in, in our history, and we see it associated with, with a couple of other different churches that began in our area in the same time period. But even the name Mars Hill goes back to something that we find in Scripture and the book of Acts. We find uh, reference to uh, a meeting on Mars Hill. And, and so we, we, we wear the name, not, not Mars Hill, um, that I want to, us to see as important, but we wear the name Mars Hill Church of Christ because Church of Christ is a reference that is found in Scripture. In Romans 16 and verse 16, the churches of Christ greet you. It is a scriptural name. And there are other names that we could use to identify this church. Uh, we, we see this um, as Christ's church. He promised to build his church, my church. Matthew 16 and verse 18. And there are other names that we could use as well, but we choose Church of Christ to identify us as different than the denominations around us. We want people to come by and, and to know this is a meeting place of the brethren, of people of God, people of Christ, those that want to do his will. That's what we want people to see when they see that name. They want us, we want them to identify them. We want them to identify us with the church that is found in the Bible. And so we have these different names. Uh, Body of Christ is another one uh, that we find in Ephesians 4. Verse 12, that refers to this church, uh, the church of the living God, the church of God. Uh, the reason that we don't use church of God, though, is because there is a denomination that identifies themselves as the church of God. And we, we don't want people to associate us with their beliefs. But, but for the most part, when we see churches of Christ, we see congregations that do things by the ways of the Bible, that speak in the ways of the Bible, that want to be the church that we read about in Scripture. And even recently in one of our classes, uh, we talked about, uh, we were, were talking about our, our background and things of that nature, kind of introducing ourselves and and I remember even one of our students saying something to the effect of how, how good it is to, to be able to find a church that you can read about in the Bible. Very important. And so we identify ourselves in that way. The Church of Christ, being a scriptural name, is used 
to separate us from the denominations of our day. And as we really get into what we're going to discuss today, we find that what members are called is also of importance. Not just the name that is on the church building or the sign or in the bulletin, wherever it might be referred to. But we want to make sure that we as Christians are bearing a name that represents Christ and represents him well. So let's look at what members were called when we look at the church of the Bible. Members of the church of Christ were also called by distinctive and significant names. And we see several passages here that refer to different names, different ways by which Christians were referred to, including the name Christian. Begin in Acts 20 and verse 7. And there's a lot that we can find in Acts 20 and verse 7. First of all, we find that the church met on the first day of the week in the first century. And so we continue that uh, from Scripture. We see reference to it, and we continue in doing so because, again, we want to be the church that we read about in the Bible. And we find that the church that we read about in the Bible met on the first day of the week. We also see a purpose for which they met. The disciples came together to break bread. And so we, we use this as a reference to the Lord's Supper, that when we meet on the first day of the week, as the scriptures have set us to do so, we see example and we see command that we are to partake of the Lord's Supper on the first day of the week. We also find reference here to preaching being done on the first day of the week. And interestingly enough, I, I heard it in a sermon that uh, many members of the Church of Christ must have the, the idea that Paul must have begun his sermon at 1130 uh, and that, that most of the time preachers are given about 30 minutes to speak. But I don't believe that to be the case, and, and I think we have good reference to that even in this verse. But let's read the verse and see what we find in regard to what members were called, what members of this church were called. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. Now, as we look at this passage, as we look at this verse, we see that Christians, God's people, members of this church, were referred to as disciples. Now, most of the time when we, we think of disciples, we think in terms of the apostles of Jesus, the, the 12 that were chosen by Jesus for a specific work, and especially in carrying the gospel message into the world later on. 
But what we understand about apostles and the 12 that were chosen by Jesus, we understand that they were referred to as apostles in their distinct name. But they were also disciples in that they were followers of Christ. All of the apostles were disciples, but not all disciples are apostles. Not all disciples are the twelve that are chosen by Jesus. But disciples, it, it's a name that, that represents us as followers of Christ, and it is a very good name. We are disciples of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 2, 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2, to the church of God which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. We are referred to as sanctified, uh, set apart for a good work, for the work of Christ. But we are called to be saints. Now, by tradition, we understand that in the Catholic Church especially, that, that the, the name saint or the term title, however you might want to refer to it, but this name is not something that is given to all members of the Catholic Church. As a matter of fact, there are certain of those that, that are decided upon to decide upon who gets to be sainted, who gets to be named a saint. And the only way that you can be named a saint uh, is if you have already passed from this life. Uh, this is a title that is only given after death of the individual. But that's not what the scriptures tell us. They tell us that we are called to be saints, all of us as Christians, living members of the church, are called to be saints. But again, we are also referred to as sanctified here. In Romans 7, or Romans chapter 1, and verse 7, Romans 1 and verse 7, to all who are in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we are referred to as saints, as members of this church. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 6. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 6. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. 500 brethren. 500 brethren. Followers of Christ, members of this church, are also referred to as brethren. Brothers, sisters in Christ, and often 
you'll hear even in the churches of Christ that we refer to one another as brethren. Romans 8 and verse 14. Romans 8 and verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Sons of God. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because it did not know him. We are sons of God. We are children of God. And going back to Romans 8 and verse 17, it says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. We are heirs of God, heirs of of an inheritance, heirs with Christ as our brother, in a sense. And so we see that, that we are God's children. We are sons and daughters of God. And we are heirs with Christ of the inheritance. I want you to notice the descriptions found in 1 Peter 2 and beginning with verse 4. 1 Peter 2 and beginning with verse 4. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion, a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you, who believe he is precious. But to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. As we look at at some of the references here, we are referred to as a holy priesthood, a spiritual house in some ways. Even though the, the church building 
that we think of is, is not what we're talking about. We as Christians are being built up as the church, as members of this church. We become a spiritual house, a dwelling place of sorts for our Lord as he, he dwells within our hearts and in our midst. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special and peculiar people. And peculiar is not a negative reference in any way, but it is a reference to us as being different than the world. A, a priesthood in that that we we bring our offering, our own offerings to God. A chosen generation. Chosen and called out of this world to be something different. To proclaim the praises of him who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. As is said in verse 9. But these are all references to the people of God, to the church that belongs to Christ. And one final reference to us as members of this church, Acts 11 and verse 26. And when he, when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for a whole year they assembled with the church and taught a great many people, focus in on the last line of this verse. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Now, there's is much said about the way that, that this term is used, that maybe it's a, a term of derision in some ways. Um, but as we look at this word, Christian, it, it's a way of, of representing the disciples of Christ. And in that name is Christ, Christians, Christ. And so we are referred to as Christians, beginning in Antioch. Christians were to be called by a new name. Remember going back to some of our, our prophecies that we looked at. Isaiah 62 and verse 2. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord will name. Christians is uh, the name that we are given. It is a new name. And I believe it to be the name that is spoken of here in Isaiah, Paul wanted all to become Christians. Again, we see this name referenced in Acts 26, and verses 28 and 29. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you almost persuade me to become a Christian. And what did Paul say in verse 29? I would to God. That not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both, almost, and altogether, such as I am, except 
for these chains. And what was Paul? He was a Christian. And he desired that Agrippa and all those who heard him be also Christians. Also in reference to Christianity, 1 Peter 4 and verse 16. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. Christians. If anyone suffers as a Christian. Now, if this were to be a name that that was used only in derision, would it be applied in 1 Peter? Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not, let him not be ashamed. The name of Christ. We we look in Scripture and we find that it is only in his name that salvation is found. Acts 4 and beginning with verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and the elders of Israel, if we this day are judged for a good deed done to a helpless man, by what means he has been made well, let it be known to you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man stands here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders, which has become the chief cornerstone, nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. It is only through the name of Christ that we can be saved. No other name brings about salvation. I hope that you are saved in the name of Jesus Christ, that you are baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, as is told us in Acts 2 and verse 38. I hope that you are a Christian. And if not, then I would hope that you would seek God's word, seek his will, and do what is required of you to be a child of God. If we can help you, please feel free to contact us. You may go to our website, www.marshillcoc.org, as well as tgrn.org, um, and you can find out uh, ways of contacting us. Um, send us a message. We would love to hear from you. I hope to be back with you next week, Lord willing, for uh, According to the Scriptures, Tuesday at 11 a.m. I thank you for joining me today. Until we meet again, may God bless you.